Good morning, Angela from springsofzion.blogspot.com. Um, for more information about this podcast, that's where you go, my website. It's uh, a blog, and there's several posts now there. And I uh, just appreciate you listening. And so the Lord has me today talking about his river. I'm his river guide. And within his river, there's a song of contentment. He took me to Psalm 14:7. Oh, that the salvation of Israel would come from Zion. And isn't it funny that my website, my blog is called Springs of Zion. He does, he does everything intentionally. There's no coincidence. The trials of life are God's winds. At times they blow so hard against us, all we can do is ride the storm. Remember, God is working always. And through that, he forms us, he conforms us, and he transforms us into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. God invites us to participate in this process by means of interactive relationships. He does this within the chambers of our hearts. There is no quick fix, nor does it occur overnight. It is critical here for us to respect the slow work of God upon each of our souls. Slowly, ever so slowly, over days and weeks and months, and sometimes even years, in my case, the soul is being carefully formed, conformed, and transformed. Throughout his holy work, we are learning patience, stillness, perseverance, in time fullnessness. His winds come to awaken the areas within one's heart and soul that were tragically broken during the fall of the garden. Our separation began long ago with Adam and Eve and continues until the Father comes to each of us to save us from our own consequential sin or the dominion of sin that we live under on this earth. Whatever he teaches us with his winds of trials, He will give us the power to overcome. I have just been recently reading a book by John Foster, Celebration of of Discipline. It sounds terrible, but I want to encourage you to go out and look for it. It's brilliant. Today, God is calling us to worship him. And that's what John talks about, is the different types of worship. When people who go to church, we think of just singing. But no, God's worship is when we're actually in his presence. We're worshiping him. It's pretty cool. His winds come to awaken the areas within our heart and soul that were tragically broken. But he teaches us through these winds to overcome them. Today, God is calling us to worship him. And we aren't speaking of just the song of our heart, but also our soul and will will come into unity. God wants his people back. We were, we're seeing a little bit of this across the world on social media. God's people are gathering together in large groups in a corporate type of power of God to move. People are being set free and they're also being free of false teaching and repenting of their worldly acceptance of sin. There's a 40-day vast going on along until the day of Pentecost and I've provided a link on my blog, springsofzion.blogspot.com. There's a video that goes with it if you want to join in in the power. This actual wave of God's power reminds me of the first spirit-filled church in Acts 2-2 and 4-3-1. God met his church by shaking the building with his power. 
Some of them even dropped dead, like I spoke of in my last podcast, and others were raised from the dead. Spiritually, we're being raised by the dead when we meet God. The people knew that God was in the midst in Acts 5, 1 through 11. These early believers were very much aware that the veil had been ripped, torn in two, and, and like Moses and Aaron, they entered the Holy of Holies knowing that they did not have to be a priest or special spiritual person. Their confidence brought in the glory of God. They entered his glory and presence, expecting Jesus to be present. And he, he met them there. They were taught and experienced the living power of God by his spirit. This is what God is doing in our world today. I believe this is starting. How do we cultivate this holy expectancy? It begins in us, within our heart, by being filled with an inward adoration of God. God does this. There's nothing that you can do or any works. He does this. He draws us and then he fills us. And we want to be filled with something and we better want it to be God because we don't want it to be the enemy. Let's let it be God. If you haven't read about Brother Lawrence, I really want to encourage you to seek him out as well. He knew the reality because he experienced the presence of God in his kitchen each day. He worked in a monastery, and he was the cook, and he knew God would meet him. And he said, I cannot imagine how religious persons can live satisfied without the practice of the presence of God. He tasted the glory in his daily life and would forever be changed. He lived satisfied because he practiced the presence of God no matter his circumstances. To experience the glory of God is to enter true contentment while living through these wild storms and windstorms here on earth. His presence calms our inner strife, that constant chatter and emotions that brings dryness to our souls. In Proverbs 16, verse 24, gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, healing to our bones. If we practice, we can learn to turn a deaf ear to these lulling thoughts and emotions by trusting the Lord that he's in our midst. I like to imagine Jesus sitting in my kitchen while I speak to him while doing dishes each morning and talk to him about what's going on in my heart. I want to encourage you to believe all your thoughts can be conversations with Christ. When we sing or speak to praise him, he comes and touches our mind by embracing us with his loving arms. If you want more or need a better understanding, go back and listen to a few more of my podcasts for encouragement. In Proverbs 3, we read, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path. He will let you know what he wants you to do. Remember, we're told this. He will never leave us, but waits and watches during our storms. After all, he's the one that sent these windstorms in the first place. In time, by his mercy and grace, he will lift you right up out of the storm and deliver you. And we read about that in Deuteronomy 32. The Apostle Paul learned to live under the shadow of the Almighty God. He walked around with a thorn in his side. We read in 2 Corinthians 12, Therefore, so that I would not exalt myself, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to torment me, so I would not exalt myself. What has God sent in your path so that you will also be sifted by the enemy? Paul pleads with God three times to remove it, and the Lord says, My grace is sufficient for you, 
for my power is made in your weakness. 2 Corinthians 12.8 Look how Paul turns to praise the Father. Praise God, Paul says, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father is a merciful God who always gives us comfort. He comforts us when we are in trouble so we can share the same comfort with others in trouble. We share in the terrible sufferings of Christ, but we also are in the wonderful comfort he gives. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 3 through 5. Paul shares his testimony five different times in three verses without the faintest hint of pride. If only we could be so humble. He says, here's what I found in my life. Here's what I've proved in my journey. This is what has been true for me. It can be true for you as well. (laughs) Paul saying, contentment is grace learned over time. The definition of being content means we must actually delight in our weaknesses, our difficulties, and our hardships. So how do we accomplish this? How do we do this during our trials? How can we learn to be truly content when these heavy winds come and almost blow us off our feet? God has given us the ability to choose where we focus our attention. It helps to take negative and defeated thoughts captive. And we're told that in his word as well. Here are a few pointers for combating spiritual bankruptcy. That's what I call it when you're just like done. First, learn to resist the world's propaganda. It's built on fear and all social media is, is basically for bitterness And it turns our minds and hearts away from God. We feel inferior. It makes us feel bad about ourselves. So don't look at it. Build your faith to know that God supplies everything you need. Be content. Enter his presence no matter what you're doing. Build your faith to know that God does supply. And and how do you build your faith? Spend time with him and trust him. God is on the throne in control of everything, even the pandemic. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight the path. Proverbs 3 again. Disciplining ourselves with prayer, study, service, worship, guidance, and celebration teaches us life-giving ways of growth and affirmation. Together, these two movements are aimed at freeing us from soul-crushing patterns that we have and create joy-filled patterns of our life. The Father's peace and contentment multiplies through our devotion and passion towards Him. When I start my day without seeking Him first, the enemy comes immediately. And it's always in some weird way. I always think, okay, I'm ready. No. So what I started doing before I even get out of bed, I start praying. Not Before I even step onto the floor, I give my day to God. And then there's no forgetting Him. So can you practice this? Can you practice seeking him in all things? This requires a mixture of humility, courage, and faith beyond our own understanding because we do not know all the circumstances. But God does. He sees and knows everything. When we consciously dim our thoughts and feelings and look to God, his spirit comes and fills us and teaches us to trust our Savior. He gives us strength no matter what we're facing. It's so easy to say, but it's very difficult to do. The song of our contentment comes by reconciling our will and our soul to follow follow Jesus. One example I can give is help me reconcile my will was to fast. You can fast of anything, but for me it was food. When we fast, 
we're disciplining our desires and giving our spirit that's so buried deep within us strength to quiet our mind, our soul, and our will. The Lord is, his, is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. That's what happens when you fast. Fasting is powerful because it takes us beyond our own abilities, dimming our conscious mind and thoughts and leading us to God. This is the foundation of one's reconciliation, to live in harmony with God. We're told by James, submit yourself then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It's really true. So I want to encourage you to consider it. I, how I start my day is just with coffee, black coffee, nothing in it, and I go till noon. If I feel oppression or heaviness, I, I usually can go further. The hardest part is around 10 o'clock every day. For me, I want to eat. And I just get busy doing something and distract my mind. From the Old Testament through the New, God is never absent in the chaos and violence during the battles where his people remain faithful to his ways. The important question is not how religious we are, but how devoted we are to God. When our souls stop talking, our will begins to harmonize with God without any reservation at all. We can be like Paul and learn to detach ourselves from our concerns and have the ability to humbly enter the presence of the Father. And just like that, as promised, these trials are calmed and we enter his river of flowing contentment and a place of healthy mind, body, and soul. As we learn to travel through our storms, seeking our heavy, heavenly Father, we're able to abandon our selfish ambitions and enter his plan for our life. We become his people who love him more than we love ourselves. We hear his voice as it causes the heavens and the earth to move without any difficulty. Our crashing winds are no longer a question to us because we have complete confidence the Father's working. We learn to ride on his wings and praise him during it. Praise God. Praise God. For whenever you struggle, just go back to his word and look for, for verses like trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on your own understanding in Proverbs. Or pick one yourself and memorize it and put it in your pocket and bring it out. When we experience God's perfect love being poured over us, never again shall we go hungry or thirsty. For our song of harmony meets his compatible view of peaceful, happiness, contentment for healthy living. That doesn't mean these trials aren't going to come, but they're not going to knock you over and off your feet. Perhaps the most important thing for us to see clearly are who is God and who are we to him. It's a divine, internal destiny for us. If you have questions, ask God to reveal them. He will. The more you understand your true identity and purpose, soul deep, all the way in your soul, the more it will influence your life. As his presence becomes a pattern of your life, we find that we can easily follow Jesus. Why don't we begin today entertaining the presence of the Lord? Holy Spirit taught me how to do this, but I just recently found Richard Foster who is the author of Celebration of Discipline, The Path to Spiritual Growth, and he laid it out. So I added that on my blog. Are you willing to commit for seven days and try this? Don't miss out on the blessing baskets along the journey that God has provided. He's, here is a huge blessing, but you'll have to give it up 
you'll probably have to give up a couple of things. For me, it was TV time at night with my husband when I first started because I got up really early. I opened a coffee shop and uh, there was no time to sit in the presence of the Lord, but I did it after dinner. So day one, what you do for 30 minutes, lock your door, turn off all technology. (laughs) And uh, it's funny because he says, your smartphone actually has a turn off button. Make a good strong cup of coffee or tea and find a good place to sit down. Begin by speaking aloud these words of the psalmist. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me. Know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Then be still. Don't write anything. Don't talk. Nothing. The objective here is to clear away all distractions with your mind and soul do that for 30 minutes and you may not it may not go well the first time but the second day he says again for 30 minutes become free of all technology and then take a walk allow your footsteps to fall into the rhythm of the whispers of Jesus prayer Lord Jesus son of God have mercy on me I'm a sinner praise God praise you God see what happens see if God speaks to you day three again turn off all technology sorry about that Uh, For 30 minutes, get a good cup of coffee, sit in a really nice comfy chair, and begin with a simple prayer. Oh, Spirit God, blow across my life. Let me drink in your great life. Let me enter your waters. Amen. Next, ever so slowly, pray the words of the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. I want you to look that up. With each praise of the prayer, add your own thoughts and concerns, sort of like adding decorating on a cake or wrapping a gift with your own creativity. See, if you extend prayerful meditation, you will bring you to the end of the Lord's Prayer in about 30-minute mark, and you should hear from God. Day 4, 5, and 6, repeat day 1, 2, and 3. And on the seventh day, use the technology to your heart's content. Follow these rhythms for several months and see what happens i would love to hear from you any of you if you hear god for the first time or if you want to share i would love to create a post on my blog to share and encourage others to sit in his presence this is the piece of the church that's missing this is the peace that god is seeking he wants his people to return to him his their first love and i mean obviously he's using people like me I mean, I am not a speaker or a writer. He will use you, but you first have to come to him and he has to teach you. You have to be taught because he does not want any more false teachers out there. False teachers are the ones who create fear in you that you're damned. That is not true. That is false. These people have not read the Bible with a with a repented heart. Okay? So... I just want to bless all of you and I'm praying that this podcast goes out like a wave of power so that God can reach those hearts that are just longing, longing for him to speak to them. God bless you. Take care. Bye-bye.